Hi, it's Chris Watkin here, and I'm joined again by Neil Martin, a state agency performance coach and all-round top guru for estate agents. Thanks for joining me today, Neil. Pleasure as always, Chris. Talk to me about the content secrets that estate agents could learn from DJs. Okay, so you know this because of some stuff I did during lockdown. Not he is actually a bit of a damn good DJ. Well, I was old a, school, you know, proper. I was about to say, I'm not sure everyone knows this, right? But I, I kind of, I, I grew up, really with, good. I grew up with a music obsession, and I grew up with a a desire to become a DJ. And by the time I was like 12 years old, I'd pestered my parents enough that I had a couple of secondhand record decks and a really cheap mixer from Tandy, right? You know, but. Yeah. That's where I cut my teeth and how I got started. Because all about the beats per minute, isn't it? All that kind oh, of... Well, check me out. It's, it's a bit of that, but actually I kind of grew up on the like, old school hip-hop, Grandmaster Flash, you know, two copies of the same record, try and make the drum beat go for as long as you can, even though it only had two bars, that kind of stuff, right? So, wow. so effectively make a soundtrack for people to rap over the top of, and I used to do some of that as well, but we won't go there today. Um, but the interesting thing for me is by the time I was about 18, I'd also got into making my own music. And... As I've kind of progressed through my career and ended up getting involved in, you know, I mean, social media wasn't obviously a thing then, but as that's evolved and I've got more involved in content creation and, and all of that kind of stuff, I, I don't quite know when it clicked, but I realised one day that I approach content creation very much in the same way that I approach being a DJ. Go on. And I started to explain this to some of my clients and they're like, that's a good idea, I like that. Where does most dance music start? In the clubs. Yeah, but like in the process of making the music, kind of where does it start? Not sure. Normally with a sample. Yes. Okay. And the way you quite often find that sample is you take some slightly curveball record and you play it in a DJ set. Okay. So you're playing stuff that people expect you to play. Or and you drop one slightly unusual record in there and you see people dance. Okay. And if they do, you go, there's something in that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use. Yeah, there's like a drum beat or there's a hook or there's a, you know, it could be a string sequence, could be anything, bass line. I'm going to have that, right? You take that sample and you build a song around it. Okay. Now, the number of people that say to me, I run out of ideas for coming up with content. To which I say, what happened in your day? What have you seen in the news? Who have you spoken to? Where's the sample? Did you read someone else's book? Did you watch someone else's video? Like, where's the song? Because there's always a hook in there somewhere, mm. right? And there's actually a lyric in a Jay-Z song um, that says, you know, I, I sampled your voice, you were using it wrong. You made it a hot line, I made it a hot song. Yeah? Just think about what other people doing or what's been in the news today or what's being talked about locally. There's a conversation you can jump on and you can go, hang on a minute, there's the one line, I'm going to expand on it. I'm going to make it into my own thing. You know, but this requires self-awareness to be almost having a radar of, of looking for things. It's, well, yeah, but I think part of that is the more, the more you're creating content, the more you're actually thinking, what can I create content about? And so if you're looking for content ideas in your day-to-day, -day, you will come up with them, you know? Um, there's a, a guy called James... I attest, sorry, I do apologize. No, I was going to say, there's a guy called James Altucher. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he talks about this concept of being a content, uh, sorry, an idea machine. He doesn't talk specifically about content. He's all about being an idea machine. He says, every day, make a list of ideas, and it doesn't matter if most of them are rubbish, because the more you do that, the better you become mm. at creating ideas. And for me, it's that same thing. It's like, you know, get the notes app up on your phone. 
Definitely. And just make a list of content ideas when things happen. Oh, I could make a video on that. Oh, I could write a blog on that. Oh, I could whatever, you know, do a podcast on that. And just scribble down ideas. That's really important to, when you have them in the moment, because they always come at the wrong time, get it down, because you don't want to clutter your head. And come back to it. And, yeah. and also, I mean, a slightly more uh, advanced way of doing that is occasionally I'll make videos that aren't for anybody else. Okay, just to kind of give some concepts on this. And that is something happens where I get such a strong reaction to it, I want to capture how I was feeling in the moment. Now that video is probably not suitable for putting out. Yes, because but, it's but it can because it's a personal the, thing, but it but means it can, I can come back to it. Yeah, it captures the moment that when I want to create something about that topic, I can watch that video and go, yeah, that's how you were feeling now. And so by distilling down the idea and seeing the emotion, because we're emotional beasts, yep. You can then, because otherwise, by just writing the words down, which is great, but by seeing you lose real. it. Exactly. But, but if we take it a step further. I like that. You take the sample, okay? So you take the one line. So maybe even I've heard you say something, or I've seen you put something up on social media, and I've gone, hmm, I could do something with that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spin off that, you know? Yes, because you've done that recently. I've sure. done it a couple of yeah. times, yeah. I've done it a couple of times, right? So but it's like, I'll take that thing, I'm going to spin off that, I'm going to give it my own little twist, my own mm -hmm. little version. So like my own song or my own remix, mm -hmm. and I put it out. Now, this is where it, the next bit gets interesting. Which songs are other people singing? Like, what are the things where people are going, oh, this is the thing that I'd go to Wembley Stadium and, and, and listen to, right? Make more stuff like that. So by seeing the reaction and the engagement, you can see your... This is a topic that's interesting. This more is people dancing to it, as in, but we're not dancing to our content. They're commenting and... Exactly. Or, or they're picking the phone up. You know, sometimes the thing that actually creates the most business is the thing that's got almost no comments, no likes, I no would, nothing. I would 100% agree with you on that one because if I want, if I want a, a post that is going to create engagement, I'll just throw in a right move pie chart. Yeah. Because I just know for shits and giggles. But that doesn't make the phone ring. It doesn't. But interestingly, when I post stuff that is where it gets no likes and no comments, that's the stuff where... You, you tend to get more, I get more business. I'm sure. and, yeah. and, and I think one thing I've learned is, is that you have to create the content, but you have to trust in the content, trust in the process, and don't, don't equate likes and comments to getting you yeah. more business. But then we've got a step further as well, right? Go on. So when it comes to doing things like creating downloadable guides, stuff yes. like that, um, you know, for landlords, for first-time buyers, for whatever it happens to be, when it comes to creating things like seminars or webinars, so you know, running landlord seminars, a lot of that shifted online in the last yeah. couple of years, but doing those kinds of things. You're creating longer form content, okay? Think of a stand-up comedian for a minute, but this DJ, stand-up comedian, all the same thing. We test our material. You know, if you go and play a DJ set and you've created a few remixes or a few songs that people have heard and they love them, they expect them to be in your set. Yet so many people, when it comes to putting together like a 90-minute presentation, go, I need all new stuff. No, you don't. People want to hear your greatest hits. That thing where they go, oh, Chris always talks about this. He better be talking about it because they expect it and they're disappointed yeah. if it's not there. Yeah. Now, throw in the odd new bit, but don't make the whole thing completely new mm. or it waters down your message, right? But take your best songs and they become your mixtape or your live gig, Yeah. And that's, and that's all it is. And then guess what happens? The songs that work best, 
in that live gig or that mixtape, they're the ones that keep getting like an annual update. You think of how many songs there are where you listen to the radio and you go, that was out two years ago, that was out three years ago. And in three years time, it'll be out again, maybe by a different artist, or maybe just like a, you know, Kate Bush is a really good example at the time that we're recording this, yeah? You know, a song was featured in Stranger Things, it's shot to number one in the charts, and almost every DJ out there is doing their own edit of it for the festival season. You know, I guarantee you, if you're walking around festivals this summer, you're gonna hear so many different remixes of that song. It's not funny, but that's exactly what happens. And then it's also the other bigger part of this is what is the right remix for each format? You know, if I go to a beach bar, I don't want to hear the same version of a song as I do in a nightclub and I don't want the same version in a festival. Our content needs to adapt to the audience and the state of mind the audience in depending on how they're consuming it. So in, in layman's terms, if you're posting something on Facebook, it needs to. The, it might be the, a tune, but a different remix versus one on LinkedIn. LinkedIn versus versus LinkedIn. Instagram versus YouTube okay. versus your podcast. Exactly that. But okay, but this is awfully complicated, isn't it? No. But, so how do people learn? So the, well, the first thing is just to start. You won't find out what your best song is until you start singing it. Okay. You know. So the first thing is, hang on a minute. I've seen a bunch of stuff today. Again, like I say, regardless of where so you just you keep checking it out. Where's some ideas? Okay, let me expand on those ideas and push something out. Let me see what's working. And it becomes iterative. And, you know, let's get real. The first stuff you put out is probably going to be pretty terrible. But at least if you you've never out. done it. But at least you've done something. And also, when it's pretty terrible, almost no one's going to be seeing it. But by the time you get good, you'll have an audience. And the two things go hand in hand. Mm. You know, the better your content gets, the more people are paying attention to it. The better your content gets, the more people are paying attention to it. Yeah, if you go, I actually um, put out a podcast episode uh, recently that was snippets from the first 10 episodes of my podcast with Nigel Risner, right? Um, we, had a, uh, we had a conflict in terms of trying to schedule dates to do some recording. And we needed an episode quick. So we literally took like a minute from the first 10 episodes. And I've had a few people messaging me saying, your stuff's got so much better. Now, it doesn't mean the first 10 episodes weren't good. It's just they're like the two of you. It's more evolved. It's more relaxed. It's more comfortable. And that's what happens to all of us. So, you know, start with one platform, one format. You know, when a song comes out, it doesn't have 10 remixes. Yeah. It has a demo. You know, start with the demo. If the demo's good, polish it. You know, if you get the polished version, it's good. Then go, well, how can I create other versions for other platforms, other audiences, whatever. But, you know, at least, at least record the demo. And let someone hear it. And then see if they dance to it and work off that one. Exactly. Thank you for your time today. Welcome.